Greetings, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. For this episode, Scott, Neil, and I will be discussing their recent Orlando trip. As always, we will conclude with our popular Stuff We Love segment. Let's meet the hosts. I'm Joe. I'm Scott. And I'm Neil. And you're listening to the Stuff We Love podcast. Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. Neil and I were recently in the Orlando area. I was there for a conference. And when we were there, we visited some of the local theme parks. We spent time at Universal Studios Orlando, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. At Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, we attended the After Hours event. So that's going to be the main focus of my discussion this evening. Uh, But we thought we'd give you some overall highlights from the trip. Uh, And I'll begin by saying that again on this trip, we ate at what has become my favorite restaurant in the entire world, which is the Boathouse located at Disney Springs. Every time we go there, the meal is phenomenal. The food is consistently good. The service is impeccable. I had the lobster bisque and shrimp cocktail to start. And I had the swordfish for my entree with the baked potato on the side. And I really am making an effort to try as many things off the menu as possible. I'm actually running out of options, but I must say that I've never had a bad meal there. And I always love it. Neil, what are your thoughts on the boathouse? It's, uh, I second that completely. The Boathouse is just a phenomenal restaurant. Uh, it's very comfortable there. It's it's relaxed there. I love the live music they have there. A lot of uh, 90s alternatives played acoustic style. Uh, really enjoy that. And uh, even if you go just for the rolls, the honey glazed rolls to start off, it, it's worth it just for that alone. And you haven't even begun your the, the rest of your meal there. Um, it's just a great atmosphere. Great food. Love it. Uh, I, 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 I'm excited to go back each and every time. Nice. I've, now you've not I've, been I've, to the boathouse, right? I've never been to the boathouse. Every time I'm down there, I, I always go to Chef Art Smith's instead. Um, but the Great boathouse, spot. yeah, I love Chef Art Smith's, but the boathouse is definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically from you guys uh, talking about it. Uh, I, I've never actually talked to anybody who didn't like it there, so that's uh, so definitely something I want to try. The only drawback I have about that restaurant is that it gets very loud. It's always crowded, and you really have to speak up to be heard. But I guess that's a reflection of the fact that a lot of people go there because the food is very good. So. Yeah, I have to. I have to say, it, it might get loud at times, but it's it's not rowdy. Uh, it's a very comfortable place to eat, even if the, the volume is, is is loud. It's I, I I I think it's okay. So the volume is more to your liking. It, 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 yeah, I like it. I, I've never had too much of an issue there. And I, I actually find the music in the background to be uh, very relaxing and enjoyable, and uh, I love that music to begin with. And and the crowd, I, I don't think they are screaming over it. So I respectfully disagree with your statement, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) So, Neil, take us through your next highlight of the trip. Okay. So um, I actually want to start off at when we went to Universal. Um, There's a couple things there that I – you know, we could talk about the the usual great things at Universal. But there's a couple things that stood out to me on this trip. One of them was – the gift shop that I love there. Uh, I believe that the gift shop is called the Film Vault. Uh, we went there right after we went on Transformers. Um, and uh, the Film Vault, it was filled with uh, basically what seemed to be extinct attractions of theirs, merchandise related to those as well as older films. They had uh, universal uh, classic um, uh, monsters, which was awesome. Although I think most of the merchandise for that was uh, women's merchandise I saw, um, uh, clothing and, and whatnot. But I think there were some mugs in that as well uh, and things like that. But uh, there was, uh, whether it be Jaws, Back to the Future, I got a, a Bates Motel uh 
shower towel. Um, it, it was uh, uh, it, it was it was just a very cool spot, and uh, one it wasn't on my radar screen, but really uh, it had brought back vintage retro Universal vibes from back in the day, which I really liked a lot. And the staff there was great. Yeah, it was a great store. I was very surprised to go in there, and it reminded me of what they used to sell at the Universal theme park that I hadn't seen recently. I bought a Bates Motel notepad, which I'm taking notes on and uh, doing that at the office. And I also bought a pair of socks with the Jaws logo on there, which are really comfortable and great. The name of the company is Odd Socks that makes them. And I really, really enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it's a, it's a great spot. Uh, a, a nice find while we were there, uh, definitely. Uh, I also, uh, continuing what my last point was about the, the staff being there, uh, this, uh, that, word, that was excellent there. Um, I, I think that's actually reflective of Universal's customer service and their staff uh, is really superb. They, everyone from the hotels to in the resorts to all positions within the um, uh, within that you find with, throughout the facilities there. Um, it, it's just they really have done a phenomenal job of making you feel welcome, uh, excited to be there, friendly, uh, and, and helpful. I, I definitely want to give them a shout out because there is just every experience was just absolutely positive, uh, beyond positive. Joe, speaking of that, do you remember when we were there for the Halloween weekend, how nice the staff at Portofino was? Yeah, I mean, I remember them helping us out with the luggage. They took us into the back room even to kind of look for our stuff because we needed to get things out of there. Um, The one, uh, you know, front desk person was, she was awesome to us. She was helping us out because we were there a little bit. She was great. We were there a little bit early. Everybody was so nice there. And, you know, any listeners to this show knows how much I love Universal. It's definitely my favorite park down there. So um, it, I, I just really I love everything about it, and the people there are great. I also want to give another shout out at Universal to the Fast and the Furious uh, uh, crew, as well as the the ride itself. I I, I very much enjoy it. Uh, I love the Fast and the Furious series, as uh, some of the listeners might be aware. And I thought they did a, a fantastic job um, uh, recreating scenes from the or the uh, uh, concepts from the movie. And uh, I just have a lot of fun on that ride. A lot of fun, and it, it, it is great to be. That ride generally is is quicker to get on, um, and uh, it, you don't have to really wait that long generally. And the, the bus fits a lot. The one thing I'd say is that in King Kong, the one thing with Universal, they, they seem to be using that technology where it's like a large vehicle of sorts, a truck-like vehicle, a bus, and they fit you in it down the road. I think they they, they really squeeze you in there. Um, and I know they're trying to get as many people on as possible, but I think they're, instead of having a body count to use that's like um, just – uh, a flat number. They really should mix it up, whether it be kids and adults, because it is different sizes there. And there are some times where I've been on that ride, and it does get, uh, as along with King Kong, and it could get very, very cramped, which it, it could take away from the enjoyment of the experience uh, tremendously. Yeah, I remember being on King Kong with Joe this past uh, Halloween weekend as well, and it was very cramped on the bus. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was actually uncomfortable, and it does take away a little bit of the ride. Uh, Neil, I think it's fair to say you like Fast and Furious more than we do. Although I have to say, it's fun to be on. I do like, I, I do like being there. I don't great queue as well. I, I agree. It's a fun ride. I don't think it's a great ride, but it's fun. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. For me, it works. Uh, uh, but I, I, I hear you guys, and um, I, I just love even walking up to the attraction, the whole queue itself. It's uh, it's, it's it's well done. 
So the, uh, the main other thing I really wanted to talk about tonight on the trip report, because if you've listened to the podcast, we've talked a lot about visits to Disney World and Universal, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the after hours event that Neil and I attended first at Animal Kingdom and then at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, for those that do not know what this is, it is a ticketed event. So if you are an annual pass holder, you do have to buy a ticket for it, although you get a discount. And what they do is they close the park down at 8 or 8.30, uh, can be a little later, I guess, other times of the year. And uh, the park stays open for those that bought a ticket. For the most part, rides are walk-on. You don't really have to wait for long periods of time with a couple of exceptions. But uh, it is an opportunity for guests to experience little to no wait times, to have great photo opportunities. There are photo pass photographers at the Magic Kingdom, although I didn't see any at Animal Kingdom. And they give away free food to all of the people that go. The attendees get free ice cream sandwiches, ice cream bars, popcorn, popcorn, water, and soft drinks, which is actually a pretty good deal. And this is the second and third time that I went to an after hours event, and I loved it. So just a well, good note. Uh, just so I don't lose the, uh, it's actually made a note of this. You mentioned the free soft drinks uh, uh, <laughs> at Animal Kingdom. I have to say there that was uh, one of the notes I made here is the fountain soda at Animal Kingdom at one of the kiosks where they were giving away. I think it was right near Dinosaur or uh, right outside of Pandora to the right. Uh, it, maybe was outside. it was near the Tree of Life. Okay, uh, that fountain soda. Now I I, I do have a. Uh, how do I say it? Um, uh, some people think I'm crazy, but there's some places where I enjoy the soda more than others. And there is a difference. Uh, for example, John's Pizza in New York City uh, in Times Square has great soda. And I spoke to them about that. And they actually said that they do get that comment regularly. It deals with the filtration system. So I, it makes me feel a little bit better. But the fountain soda at there, Scott, we both looked at each other when we had it. It, it was uh, great, great soda. Yes. Uh, most of the time when they give you the soda at this event, it's in a bottle, a Coke bottle, Diet Coke, whatever you want. But at Animal Kingdom, they did serve it in a cup with ice, which is really great. I do like cup. I do like soda on ice. And uh, we all know that McDonald's is known for having great soda. I have to say that Animal Kingdom gave it serious competition. So if you do attend after hours at Animal Kingdom and you like soda, be sure to go to get it <laughs> in front of the Tree of Life. Uh, yeah, I'd like to these... talk more about the soda if we could. <laughs> so are these at... after-hours events run on weekends at all or just on uh, weekdays? I don't know the answer. It, it started at just Magic Kingdom. It's now expanded to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. They're certainly during the week. I don't think they're on weekends, but I'm not sure about that. Neil, do you know? I would, I'm not positive, but it's easily found on the website. We can check it out. I, I, I would like to try the Hollywood Studios, which I haven't been to yet. And the reason I would like to try that is because – Extra magic hours at Hollywood Studios I find to be close to pointless. Um, and the reason – and I always was a huge fan of Neil, extra magic hours. define extra magic hours versus after hours. OK. So extra magic hours is if you're staying at a hotel on Disney property, it allows you – the park will close uh, for the uh, – for all the guests except for people who are staying on property and using their magic band or a uh, ticket that they get, they are able to go on rides. And it's supposed to be less of a wait. Now, when it first started coming out with uh, the extra magic hours and the difference with the after hours is, is a separate ticketed event. You don't need to have a ticket to the park that day. You could just buy a ticket to that uh, after hours event for that one specific park. Um, with, with the extra magic hours, when it first started uh, coming out, I believe it was um, – 
it was much later. Uh, it would go much later. It really, I found like I got more use out of it because the crowds really did uh, die down a little bit. A lot of them went back. Um, uh, there weren't, you know, uh, it was it was good, especially if like you didn't want to run around with like tons of kids running around and parents and adults, uh, you know, um, going after screaming kids or anything like that. It was just more relaxed at night, uh, especially. And with Hollywood Studios recently, when I went to the Extra Magic Hours, I found the lines to be just as long as during the day. A lot of people just sort of wait there. Now, it's usually only – it is only one park uh, that is chosen to have Extra Magic Hours at any given time. And with, with Hollywood Studios, I think it's also based on the – you know there aren't as many attractions as in other parks. But it the, the you know, it's 45 minutes Hour of Terror, 60 minutes Aerosmith, Slinky Dog, hour and a half – so it sort of was, you know, it sort of wasn't really that much different uh, than the, during the day. I found a fast pass to be more useful than it would be to um, to the extra magic hour. Uh, so I do want to see after hours because after hours really does they cap the amount of people that are allowed in, yes. and, and, and 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 it makes sense because an after hours ticket is expensive. It's not cheap, um, and because of that. You got to think if you're there with a the family. You know, I'm just paying for myself, and I've got an annual pass. We get the discount. But if you're with a family, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a 125 a ticket or so, something like yeah, that. I, I have multiply that times four. I'm sorry. Good. No, you just multiply that. I mean, it adds up to be a good amount of money versus you know just you know going on your own or with a couple. I have talked to people who are going to be visiting Walt Disney World, and they have said that they are definitely not going to do the after hours event because of the fact that uh, when you get the tickets for them and their kids, it's several hundred dollars. So it's, it's very cost yeah. prohibitive for many people. Uh, now, that being said, it is worth every penny. Yeah, <laughs> I is well, you get free soda. So. Yeah, the great soda too. <laughs> very rarely does Disney give you soda and ice cream for free. So you definitely want to take advantage of it, even <laughs> if you go into bankruptcy. So you, you definitely want to do that. Uh, but... I will say, just to give you an idea about how much you're able to get done, at Animal Kingdom After Hours for Avatar Flight of Passage, which is one of the biggest attractions in the world right now, we were able to get on it twice with no wait. As a matter of fact, the worker there said, go wherever you want to go. I guess there's one part you could walk up or walk down to get to the vehicle. And he said, uh, go wherever you want to go because it's so much of a walk-on. Uh, we did the uh, Navi River Journey walk on. Absolutely no people. Basically there. Had the boat, we actually had the boat to ourselves until a couple just showed up and they just went on the boat there. Uh, which, you know, but it really, yeah. That's great. We would awesome. walk around the park and take pictures. Nobody else would be in the photos. Uh, at the Magic Kingdom, uh, there, the only thing there was a wait for really was Snow White Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because that was closed for much of the after hours, I think due to a mechanical problem. But for right. example, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, we walked in and the worker said, go wherever there's an op open seat. They just didn't care. There was no need to say, okay, how many are there in your party? You go to this row, that row. Uh, everything for the most part was a walk-on and you really can't beat that. Astro Orbiter, you had to wait for the elevator to take you up, but that's really nothing. Buzz Lightyear, less than five minutes. Uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, no wait. Uh, small world, no wait. Haunted Mansion, they posted, I think it was a 15 or 20 minute wait, but it, it was really more like just a wait 10 for the minute one wait. Yeah. Nice. So it, it, once you experience that, and then another thing that was very memorable, Neil, at the Magic Kingdom, as it was time to go, and I think the park was actually closed and the ticketed event was over, people were still standing in front of the Cinderella Castle area taking pictures. So we got some of the most memorable photos 
we've ever gone in on a Disney vacation, well, which was great. That, I, and to go back to the Animal uh, Animal Kingdom uh, after hours event, one of the things that makes it so worth the money is, is hey, I mean, just walking onto the attractions is incredible given what the wait was, you know, you know, an hour before the event started. And um, uh, uh, the picture opportunities and also, even if it's not for pictures, just walking around, being able to really explore the details throughout Pandora and the lighting that they use and having it at night to really be able to take it all in. And it's just very, very special. The tree of life at night with no real interference from other people to be able to see that. Uh, and it's beautiful. And uh, it, it really makes it a very special and unique uh, event to go to just to be able to experience without worrying about uh, crowds and bumping, you know, people or anything like that. It's, oh, and I should say Everest at night is fantastic. Uh, one of the underrated aspects of Everest is when it's taking you up the views from either side and you're going up, you know, relatively, you know, you know, slower than the, what happens in the rest of the ride. And you're able to see whether the swan and dolphin spaceship earth, you know, depending which direction you're looking at, uh, you know, all these different sights and sounds. And it's, um, at night, even the ride itself, I guess maybe because it genuinely is darker, even on the, I don't know if it's crazy, but even on the in interior, I'm not sure if there's any lighting from the outside, everything was was just clearer and, and it was more vivid. It was uh, just a, everything there at night is just great. So to be able to experience that, I wish you could do the safari, obviously, but right. you can't, uh, right. can't there. Well, the one other thing I did just want to say quickly about the trip, because I know a lot of people always ask, where did you eat on your trip? We already mentioned the boathouse. Uh, we also went to the German buffet over at Epcot, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we went to Ravello over at the Four Seasons, which was phenomenal. Great. Neil, we'll get to that. In, if you wanted to say something extra on that, we'll get to that in a minute. Also went to the Rainforest Cafe over at Animal Kingdom, which we liked. And um, I, I went to an Orlando Magic game, which was the first time I've ever done that, which was a lot of fun. Had dinner at a place called Ocean Air afterwards, which was really good seafood. Uh, any places I'm missing? And the boathouse, that was it. So, Neil, you want to say anything about Ravello? Yes, I, I, I love the Four Seasons Orlando. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's an amazing, amazing resort. And the, the food there is terrific. Um, uh, and this is my first time at Ravello. The whole staff, the, the entire staff, every single person there was terrific. Uh, it was just terrific. And the ingredients, everything was very fresh. Uh, um, and just just a terrific experience. Really, really enjoyed it a lot. I, I look forward to going back there and going to the other restaurants there, and uh, hopefully one day staying there. Yeah, if you uh, nice. if you're in the Orlando area and you want to try a restaurant in Disney World, which a lot of people don't think about, Ravello. And there were people there. It's not that it was empty, but it's not necessarily a place people think of right away. And, and also, and also there is the restaurant up. Uh, it shouldn't be forgotten. I had this. Uh, on a recent trip, uh, uh, Kappa, Kappa, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Um, it's where there's a, also a great balcony outside the bar where you could see the fireworks at night. Really, really beautiful uh, location and, and, and scenery and uh, very, very good food. Uh, so it's a great spot for seasons, great spot. Right. Neil, that's all I actually wanted to bring up on this trip since we have talked about Orlando vacations before. We'll, of course, be covering more later this year especially when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, which we think about every minute of every day. But, uh, Neil, anything you wanted to add about the trip? No, um, I, I think uh, – and uh, just the last thing was we forgot about Boma. We had the buffet there. Oh, and Boma, yes. Great, great buffet. And Grand Floridian Cafe for breakfast was delicious. Oh, uh, it's terrific. I love it there. Love it there. Sounds so, like a great trip. 
I, I I'm sorry you weren't with us on this trip, Joe. Uh, me too. Yeah. Next next time I'll uh, I'll be there. I can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. So with that, why don't we turn to the stuff we love segment? This is the part of the show where the hosts discuss a product, song, movie, whatever it is that they're enjoying right now. It is a recommendation for you, our listeners. And let's start it off with Joe. Sure. Uh, so I just want to talk about the one thing that I've been very interested in lately is a show on Netflix called You. It stars um, Penn Bagley, uh, formerly of Gossip Girl. And it originally started on Lifetime and nobody watched it. And then it moved over to Netflix and it has gotten a second life. It's incredibly popular now. It is a show about young people in New York and this guy is falling in love with a girl and how he follows her around and it has a very dexterish vibe if you like dexter uh you know that kind of it's that kind of show is john uh, stamos in it i haven't seen him yet i thought he is in it actually in a, in a small role i haven't seen him yet because i i've only six episodes in so i don't know if, where he is or if i have just missed him but i i would have known that if i saw him yes so uh maybe not yet but it is actually it's a very good show um Starts off slow, but it has a very Gossip Girl vibe, and Penn Bagley plays the same type of character that he did in Gossip Girl, the same attitude uh, and, and everything. Yes. So in this show, you know, he was he was Dan in Gossip Girl. Now he's he's Joe in this show. He's the main character. Named a after lot you? Of it, <laughs> named after me, but not really, because a lot of it is um, him narrating the show as in his head, as you so you hear his thoughts all the time. Which is, uh, it's very interesting, but I really like it. It's funny, and uh, it, it does have a very dexterish vibe, so it's a very fun show. That's a great recommendation. I recently added that to my uh, list on Netflix. So You will like it. It is, your kind, it is definitely your kind of show. Great. That's awesome. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Neil? What I was uh, thinking about, speaking about today, is uh, an artist from Florida that whose works I really have enjoyed. I discovered her works at a uh, gallery, and um, and. I uh, got to speak with her as well, and she's terrific and wonderful, and her, her artwork is great. Uh, it's uh, everything is really based around ocean life, um, uh, and uh, yeah, she's in Key West. Her name is uh, it's the Anna Sweet Gallery. If you look at it online, um, and she's had some commissions uh, throughout Miami and Windwood, I believe, and uh, just really incredible, incredible artwork. And uh, um, uh, and if you love the ocean, like I love the ocean, it's uh, it, it's Definitely, definitely worth checking checking it out. Yeah, she actually she has some very cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. We, we're a big fan of hers. It's very cool. So my stuff we love this week is a book that I'm actually reading right now. I'm about 100 pages into it or so, and I really love it. It's called Hank and Jim by an author named Scott Eman, if I'm saying that correctly. And it's a nonfiction book. It's the story of the lifelong friendship between two great actors, Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart. I read a review of this book in the Wall Street Journal a couple years ago, and I thought it sounded great. It got a terrific review. And what I love about the book is that not only do you learn the backstories of these actors, but the author does a phenomenal job of transporting you to the time period. So every time you're reading it, you feel like you're there at the time. It, it, it transports you to classic Hollywood, which is something that I think we all wish still existed but doesn't. And uh, it definitely enhances my appreciation for both Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart. And there are some really, really fascinating stories in there. So hmm. if you like movies and you like acting and uh, are a fan of those actors, I definitely recommend this. We'll link to it in the uh, products page on our website. 
So that's great choice. Recommendation. Thank you. Great. Yeah, great choice. I'll, I'll check that out. Yes, you would like it for sure. So uh, with that, we want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. We're on Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page, which we encourage you to like. Our website is StuffWeLovePodcast.com. You can learn about the show. You can visit our products page. If you click a link on one of the Amazon links, even if you don't buy what we link to, the show does receive a commission, which we'd appreciate. We also are an affiliate of Movement Watches, which you'll see links to on our products page. Uh, we can be reached at stuffwheelofpodcast at gmail.com. And please leave good five-star reviews for us on iTunes. It makes it easier for others to find the show as well. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to be back with a lot of great stuff coming your way soon. So I am Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Neil. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.